This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Farm Journal's Trust in Food Initiative and the America's Conservation Ag Movement, launching July 26th on the National Mall. Learn more at trustinfood.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture will allow cover crops on prevented planting acres to be accessed two months earlier than previously allowed. USDA announced the change this afternoon, confirming a report from today's AgriPulse Daybreak. Producers will now be allowed to hay and graze cover crops on PP land beginning September 1st, not November 1st, as was previously required. The change opens up the possibility for more forage to be collected in a situation where many producers might otherwise come up short. South Dakota Republican John Thune says the previous deadline wasn't fair to some Midwestern producers. You don't have to talk to more than two producers in South Dakota to realize that waiting until November the 1st to allow them to either graze or mechanically harvest cover crops without an indemnity reduction on their prevent plant acres is far too late, particularly with South Dakota's uncertain fall and winter weather. It's arbitrary and it sets an inequitable standard that puts some states at a greater advantage than others based simply on their geographical location. For example, by November the 1st, cover crops could still be growing in places like Missouri, while parts of South Dakota will likely have already seen frost or snow. USDA will also allow for haylage and baleage beginning on the same date. There's also an extension of PP reporting requirements and a new sign-up for the Environmental Quality Incentives Program to offer cost assistance for planting cover crops on impacted acres. Brandon Willis is a professor at Utah State University and a former administrator of USDA's Risk Management Agency. He says the change of the date is a positive thing, but urged Congress to get involved. Uh, In reality, I think that's something that Congress needs to spend some time looking at uh, because certainly when there's unique circumstances like this year, you need to help the farmers, you need to help agriculture. At the same time, you do have to balance that uh, with prevent plant, uh, and then certainly you want to make sure there's no abuse there. Two House Ag freshmen, South Dakota Republican Dusty Johnson and Minnesota Democrat Angie Craig, have introduced a bill to give the Ag Secretary the necessary authority to change the date. Earlier this week, Craig told AgriPulse they plan to pursue the bill even if USDA were to make this change. For more on the story, check out our coverage on agripulse.com. A House Ag subcommittee hearing on nutrition picked up right where last year's Farm Bill debate left off. There was plenty of passion in the room before the hearing was even 20 minutes old this afternoon. Subcommittee Ranking Member Dusty Johnson brought up the story of Rob Undersander, a Minnesota resident who was able to receive SNAP benefits despite saying he was a millionaire due to the state's use of categorical eligibility. Uh, This is a man with assets in the millions who is able to receive more than a nominal amount of SNAP benefit for months and months. And he didn't do this uh, out of any kind of a dark heart. He did this to call attention to the fact that there are flaws in the system. And it is Minnesota's abuses of this administrative flexibility that has caused this problem. Subcommittee Chair Marsha Fudge said Understander's effort was an attempt to undermine the value of nutrition programs. Mr. Understander may be in this room, and if he is, I would like to just say this directly to him. You willfully and maliciously gained the SNAP benefits. You, an alleged millionaire, used mischaracterizations of your finances to cheat the program. You took benefits meant for the very seniors in Minnesota you served through your volunteer work. And you did this all to continue the right-wing crusade against poor people. Now, we all know that CADL is a widely used option and exists to provide states flexibility and to save administrative costs. If I did everything I could to find a way to, to game something, I could do it. But what we expect is that people 
decent people in this country would do the right thing and try to help people as opposed to hurt them. Finally today, it looks like the president is calling for a review of EPA's use of small refinery exemptions under the renewable fuel standard. According to Reuters, President Donald Trump has asked members of his cabinet to examine the awarding of SREs, which skyrocketed under former EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt. Trump got an earful from Midwest corn farmers during a recent trip to Iowa, where he pledged to look into it. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Join Farm Journal's Trust in Food this July 26th on the National Mall for the launch of America's conservation ag movement. Learn how we're helping farmers and ranchers make more sustainable and profitable business decisions. Sign up at trustinfood.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.